Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you've joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Hello to everyone listening, whether you're on your way to work in the car or you are getting ready in the morning or maybe just going on a walk. Welcome to our podcast, We're Not in the Word. Or any other sort of or event any. that That's you might be listening to. It. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're going to continue in Judges today. Uh, I, I did want to say before we actually dive into that, we're getting close to the end, and so if any of our listeners have any ideas on maybe the next book that we can travel through, uh, send us a, uh, a message on our website, WenatcheeChurch.com, or send me an email, pastor at WenatcheeChurch.com. Um, we'd love to hear uh, some of your all's suggestions, the, the suggestion of judges after we finish the book of John was given by one of you. And so uh, give those suggestions. We would love to uh, see where we might travel through next after we finish this book. Yeah, that's great. But you're also going to have to find a new partner to do this with because I'm going to be on maternity leave. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. These babies are coming soon. No, we can totally (laughs) do the podcast with the twins. We're screaming children (laughs) in the background. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely have to switch it up a little bit. Probably have Rebecca gone for just a little while, but in any case, we will be continuing the podcast. So uh, today we're back in Judges, chapter number 17. We're getting to a place in the book where uh, we're actually going to see the book of Judges end worse than it started, <laughs> which is saying That's a lot. Fortunate because it wasn't that great to begin with, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but this is really, this really just unpacks for us where Israel went. There's a verse in this chapter and in chapter number 21, the last chapter, that really summarize the entire book of Judges, but especially this time in Israel's history. So we're going to cover the whole chapter of chapter number 17 today and uh, cover a man whose name was Micah, sadly. I share a name with this man who was not a great man. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. No, just kidding. <laughs> An idolater. Thank you. I'm just kidding. There was the prophet Micah, but this This is not the one. This is not the prophet Micah. This is not the one your mom named you after. (laughs) No, absolutely not. So we're going to start right there in verse number one. And there was a man of Mount Ephraim whose name was Micah. And he said unto his mother, the 1100 shekels of silver that were taken from thee, about which thou cursest and spakest of also in mine ears. Behold, the silver is with me. I took it, and his mother said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my son. And when he had restored the eleven hundred shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver unto the Lord from my hand for my son to make a graven image and a molten image. Now, therefore, I will restore it unto thee. Okay, so already we're seeing it's an interesting situation. Um, Micah steals eleven hundred shekels of silver from his mom. Um, I don't know if she didn't realize they were gone. And then he came back to her and said, hey, by the way, I stole 1,100 shekels of silver. Well, it says that she cursed, so I'm assuming she kind of made a 
fuss about it, right? <laughs> it does say that. Yeah, exactly. Except it just dives right into the story. Yeah. So we don't. Yeah, that's true. And then it says that she blessed her son for admitting that he had done this. And then she says that what she what her intent was for the money was um, to dedicate it to the Lord by making a graven image and a molten image out of it. Um, and so then I will give it back to you, is what she says. Um, <laughs> and so it, what? <laughs> it's interesting because he stole money. She blessed him for admitting it and giving the money back. And then she says, I was going to use that for the Lord by making images. Now, some people argue that these images would have been idols to a false god like Baal or Ashtaroth that we've seen in other portions of the scriptures. Um, some even believe that it would have been images that were representing Yahweh, Jehovah God. But either way, God strictly forbade any images being made, whether it was meant to represent the true God or not. Um, Even the golden calf that is in Exodus chapter number 32 that Aaron made, it was actually meant to represent Jehovah God, but it still violated the second commandment that said, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, (laughs) like any graven image. Uh, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or earth below. And it says all of those things. So even if this was sincere in, well, I was going to do this as a sign of worship to God, it was going to do so in a way that God had commanded not to do. Yeah, they should have known this. This is one of the easy, <laughs> they have a lot of rules, but this is on the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> like so what God told them. Then it says in verse four, he restored the money to his mother and his mother took 200 shekels of silver, gave them to the founder who made a graven image and a molten image, and they were in the house of Micah. And then the man Micah had a house of gods and made an ephod and teraphim and consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. Uh, so he, in addition to this first idol, Micah also made household idols. And, uh, and then he consecrated one of his sons. He established an order of a priesthood among his own sons. And uh, really all of this uh, was to make some kind of religion that seemed to rival the religion that would follow God, the yeah, religion of the nation of Israel. Similar, they got, yeah. got things with an ephod and priests and all these things that, you know, in God's temple they had. <laughs> yeah, here's the problem, though. It, was all, it all came from Micah and not from God. This was completely man-originated and man-centered religion, and that means the purpose of the shrine, the, the ephod, the attractive idols and the established priesthood was to serve and please man, not to please God. Um, and this, this is really where we're seeing everything take place because then verse six is like the summation of what's taking place yeah. in Israel. It tells exactly what's going on and yeah, why, so go ahead and why read this that. is happening. In those days, there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So what, what we're going to see in the last few chapters is that because there is no authority there's anarchy. Like everyone just does whatever they think is right in their own eyes. Uh, and what we're going to s- talk about today is that that, it, that should never be our standard, <laughs> our own, what we think is right. But let's continue and see what Micah continues to do from here. So verse seven. And there was a young man out of Bethlehem, Judah, of the family of Judah, who was a Levite, and he sojourned there. And the man departed out of the city from Bethlehem, Judah, to sojourn where he could find a place. And he came to Mount Ephraim to the house of Micah as he journeyed. And Micah said unto him, Whence comest thou? 
And he said unto him, I am a Levite of Bethlehem, Judah, and I go to Sojourn, where I may find a place. And Micah said unto him, Dwell with me, and be unto me a father and a priest, and I will give thee ten shekels of silver by the year, and a suit of apparel, and thy victuals. So the Levite went in. And the Levite was content to dwell with the man, and the young man was unto him as one of his sons. And Micah consecrated the Levite, and the young man became his priest, and was in the house of Micah. Then said Micah, Now know I that the Lord will do me good, seeing I have a Levite to my priest. So this Levite leaves Bethlehem, Judah, and ends up somewhere around Micah's house. And Micah's like, yo, where are you from? And he said, Bethlehem, Judah. I'm a Levite from that area. And so now Micah's like, oh, okay. How about you, Levite, if you don't know, was the tribe that the priests would come from. And so he said, I have a Levite. They, mm-hmm. Their inheritance is the Lord's. And uh, they're, you know, they, they know the scriptures. They know the law. And so uh, to, in order for everything that I've done already to be legitimized in the sight of God, I need this Levite. I have this priesthood of sons. So maybe if I make him as one of my sons, that's what it says when it make, makes him one of his sons, he puts him into this priesthood. He's like the lead priest now. Um, then now I know God will do me good because I have a Levite to my priest. And the Levite was content to live with him because of how much he would get paid and all of those things. Yeah, well, and I think because um, of where Israel was at in their stage of rebellion and just doing whatever they wanted, I don't think that the Levites were getting taken care of like they should have been. And so that's, I mean... This guy's on a journey. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he uh, has a destination. He's just wandering around. And uh, clearly, he's like, oh, okay, I'll do a job here since I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the temple and all that. Yeah, it shows two things. Like you said, one, that Israel was not fulfilling their religious and um, and relational duties to the Lord because if they would have been, the Levites would have been taken care of. He wouldn't have needed this extra job. Um, the priests would have been in the temples and or in the temple and doing the the sacrifices and things that they should have, and being supported by the meat that was being being brought in and all that. The second thing it shows is that even the Levites were doing what was right in their own eyes. Yeah, they were all people should know what the law says yeah. and what he's supposed to be doing. And they were stationed in certain places on purpose. And so what was right in his own eyes was to leave that station and say, well, wherever I end up, I end up. And then he was content to dwell with Micah, as it says, and do this priestly duty that was not not opposite, but was off of the law and the scriptures that he should have known to follow. Yeah. And so it's just it's just interesting to see the state of Israel here. Now, each person, I feel like, is guilty of terrible sin in this uh, story. I would say maybe the Levite was a little bit guiltier than Micah because he was supposed to know the word of God. <laughs> but um, but it, it seems that Micah's confidence is very much so in what he thinks is right and even more so in uh, it's almost a blending of what I want and what God has said. Yeah. But not just a (laughs) statement of this is what God has said and this is what they wanted to feel. He wanted to feel like I'm doing right, but he also wanted what he wanted. (laughs) Yeah. 
and probably it, help his conscience a little bit. <laughs> and it, bringing the Levite in might have been some kind of way to legitimize this sincerely. I I don't know that I could say it was, but yeah, it we don't might know have been. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, however sincere he could have been, completely and utterly sincere, but he was also completely and utterly and totally wrong. Yeah. Because this is not what God had said. Sincerity is nice. He was sincerely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sincerity is nice, but it's nothing, uh, and it gets you nowhere if it's not coupled with truth. A person who, uh, I've heard it said like this way, a person who sincerely thinks they can swim across the Pacific Ocean will drown just as surely as the person who isn't sincere about it. <laughs> <laughs> the outcome is the same. <laughs> yeah. Sincerity doesn't get you very far if it's not paired up with what truth says. Yeah, and the standard that God has set and what he has told us in his word. <laughs> yeah, there are many people who are sincere but are wrong. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's a lot of them in this world. And the main thing that it comes down to is this. What are we using as our standard? Because what... Israel at this time was using as their standard was their own their own desires what it says right there in verse 6 they did what was right in their own eyes it, it's very similar to I feel like it's very similar to what the mantra is of this world of follow your heart and mm -hmm. do you know what what your heart desires fulfill those dreams and and really follow your heart when the Bible tells us that our heart is deceitfully wicked yeah. <laughs> no one can truly know it. And and there's also, um, along with how this says it, that it seems right to them to do certain things. Yeah, there's that verse that says, um, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the yeah. end their way, but their end, the end thereof is? Death. Death. <laughs> yeah, destruction. <laughs> um, and so there can be sincerity in our thinking, but if our thinking and our eyes aren't fixed on truth, then we truly are not going to end up well. Um, really what it comes down to is this, is our standard or are our eyes fixed upon what we think is right or what we feel is right, or is our standard and focus on what God says is right? This is something that, for those of you, our listeners who are part of our church, we just talked about this, actually, this past Sunday, in how... The world thinks a certain way because their mind is broken. And God has told us a specific way to live in his word. And yet too many times, God's people, us as Christians, just like God's people, Israel, <laughs> think too much like the world around them than they do think like the God that they're supposed to be following. Yeah, you can just pull up. I mean, the headlines of the day are like, if you're a Christian that is actually, you know, following the word and in your Bible and you know what the Bible says about different topics, different things, like you pull up headlines of today and it's just in your face, obvious sin to, should be obvious to us. But even some Christians, they're like, oh, well, that's fine because they're doing what they think is right. And, you know, it's not affecting me or whatever, but we still it doesn't. We still have the obligation as Christians to have the same standard that God has, regardless of what other people um, feel is right. And we shouldn't be allowing 
their influence, um, them to influence us in that way, especially when we have a have the truth in our hands and the word of God. And that is the thing that is so important is that it's the word of God that is our standard. Um, that we, when we have thoughts that come into our head, we need to always uh, filter them through God's word, God's truth. And if our thoughts contradict what the scripture says, that's a bad thought. And if our, if our thought supports what scripture says, it's a good thought. And really it comes down to this, to I guess to use the wording of our passage today. Are you seeing the world? Are you seeing your decisions? Are you seeing what is right? And and all of those things. Is your viewpoint through the eyes, through your own eyes or through God's eyes? That's really where, what it comes down to. Are we going to view everything through the lens of what's right to us, what feels right to us, or are we going to view everything through the lens of what God says is right. Yeah, and through the lens of Scripture. Yeah. And then submit, ultimately, to what God says is right. Yeah, because it's one thing to know what God says is right, and it's another thing to actually act upon it and have those convictions um, move you and transform your life. Yeah, because just like the Levite, he, he knew the word of God. Yeah, he should have said, uh, Micah, <laughs> you are an Israelite. You should know this. And I know this. So let me inform you of, of the truth of what God wants. <laughs> yeah, and instead of that taking place, though, what do we see take place? Well, obviously, this Levite, just like Micah and the rest of Israel, were looking, things, looking at things through the lens of what their own eyes saw was right rather than what God had said was right. Yeah. So let's learn from this. And not do that. Focus on what God says is right, not what we feel is right. And then not just focus on it and learn what he says is right, but then submit ourselves to follow through with what God has said is right. Amen. Well, let's apply that truth to our lives. And we will see you next time on Wenatchee in the Word. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at WenatcheeChurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.